Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Your high-octane boost of in-the-trenches, tell-it-like-it-is reality therapy for personal, business, and real estate investing success. With your hosts, powerpreneurs, Angela Thomas and Ron Phillips, it's time to get real. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. I'm Angela Thomas, and I'm here with Ron. Hey, Hey, Ron. Coming at you from sunny, very hot, very humid South Carolina. Nice. Not the time of year I want to be out there, that humidity. Although, (laughs) I will say this. I went to the beach yesterday, and there were no tourists. It was the most blissful, beautiful thing you've ever experienced in your life. I went to the busiest part of the beach. Wow. No human beings. They already, they already left. Yeah. Yeah. School's starting. So we're almost back to, uh, we're almost back to normal. Uh, I'm pretty excited for school starting too. It just clears everywhere out, man. (laughs) It does. It's a great time to visit Charleston, but please don't come. (laughs) But stay away. Yeah, but please don't come. This is the time (laughs) when we enjoy our our own place here. So don't come. All right. All right. Got it. I'll just have to move there if I want to come out. Okay, so uh, today we're going to talk about, you know, you already own properties and when is it the right time and how do you know when you should raise your rent? And we're kind of going to talk about, you know, all the different aspects that go into that and what you should be thinking about and then, you know, leave it up to you guys. Ultimately, obviously, if you're, you own the property, it's your decision, but we're just going to talk about all the different, you know pieces that go into that and uh, different concerns you might have. And, yeah, and we're going to, uh, we're going to talk about the good, bad and ugly. Um, yeah. And we're going to get real about it. So this is the get real show. So we're going to get real about it. Um, and yeah, you know, this yeah. is, this is something, even if you don't own property, you need to consider, right? Because maybe you're buying a property that, that needs to be fixed up and yep. you know, what happens when you fix it up? Are you going to raise the rents? And what, what are you going to do? You know, yeah. um, and this is stuff that real estate investors deal with, um, real real estate investors deal with all the time, right? Yeah. A lot of you guys that are out there, you buy properties that are turnkey, uh, that's kind of already been done for you when you first buy, right? Somebody's already done that. So you didn't have to, you didn't have to worry about it. You didn't have to deal hopefully, with it. Hopefully somebody's done that. So yeah, I guess, yeah. <laughs> I guess we can't really. Uh, I don't know. Uh, if you're buying it with low rent, you know, and you're not getting a good return, then that, you probably should raise it still. So yeah, um, I mean, but yeah, Ron, you see hopefully this. Hopefully you didn't buy the, hopefully you just didn't buy a property where you can't raise the rents and the returns still suck. Cause that really is, that'll really bite. Now what um, properties can't you raise the rent on? Well, you ones that it's true. already too high and you just paid way too much for the property. And oh, so yeah, then you yeah, gotta yeah. wait. Okay, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can only raise them so high. They have to they have to fit in the market. So um, so Ron, I mean, most of us out here, like, you know, the properties I buy are already negotiated by our company and the rents already, you know, you're already getting a great return on the money you invest. But you go out there and you look for those big, you know, those apartment deals. Um and a lot of times you have to raise the rents to even make it, to even get a return, right? Yeah. I mean, well, we, we try to, we, we buy properties where we're going to get a, a decent return anyway. But the idea is to, you know, renovate the properties, increase the rents, decrease the expenses and, and you know, create a, a really significant profit margin. And, and this exactly. is just like any other business, right? If you bought, you know, Joe's ham- hamburger shop down the street, 
the <laughs> idea is the same, right? You want to lower expenses. You want to try to lower your food cost and you want to try to raise the price of a couple of things, get, get things that have more of a profit margin so that you can increase the spread between your expenses and your, and your income so that you can have more net. So it's, exactly. it's not like, unlike any other business. There's just different pieces um, that, you have to, that you have to deal with. And one of those pieces is your rent. That's your, that's your income, right? Anyone out there watch The Profit? One of my favorite shows ever. Ah, love that uh, show. Yes. Love that show. And it's fantastic. Uh, you know, for, for a reality TV show, it's, it's one of the only ones actually out there that, that gives you some nuts and bolts of how business works. Yeah, it's really fascinating. It really yeah. is. And different, different types of businesses. Um, yeah, I, I recommend it. I, I watch it uh, when it's on. I'll, I'll watch it sometimes when I'm, you know, wasting time on the treadmill. Uh, <laughs> and it always gets me thinking. Often, yeah, Marcus but, Limonis is, I mean, he's, he's a smart guy. And he, it's really cool how they show you how he makes the decisions he does on, you know, cutting down their, um, their product line and raising the prices on certain things and all the, all these different things, of course, to be profitable. Um, so I, I just think that's an awesome show. You should check it out if you haven't, everyone's probably already watching it, but yeah, absolutely. hundred um, percent agree. Definitely check it <laughs> yeah. out. But yeah, this is a business like Ron said. So like when Marcus uh, goes into those businesses, he doesn't, you know, it's, it's just business decisions to him. He keeps the people that are dedicated to the business. People are super important to him. And he keeps the products that are profitable and raises the price on things that aren't making money. And there's no thought as to, you know, I mean, you're not worried about upsetting anyone with raising the prices because it's a business decision and you're basing it, you know, you have to price it fairly so that people will of course buy it. So it's kind of the same thing here. It's, you're not, you can't think too much about, I mean, I'm sure there's people out there that have properties that aren't making a good return and they're concerned about upsetting their tenants. Um, and you know, you don't want to be a, a jerk or, you know, price it so that, you know, it's out of everyone's range or it's, you know, crazy, but that would be a bad business decision. That would be a bad so, business decision. Cause then you can't fill it. But right. So, I mean, if you, if, if you raise your rent above what market rent is, it will not rent. It will sit there for a long time and you will lose money ultimately. And yeah. um, in addition to that, you know, this is from, from the beginning of this, let's take this as it's kind of a math, it's, it's a math question, right? This is just, this is just a numbers question. And people yeah. get really worked up about this. Like they don't understand how the, how the math works. And it's, yeah. it's pretty simple, really. You know, you're going to have, if, if you raise the rent, and the person that's living in your property moves out, you're likely going to have 30 days with no income, right? So yep. let's say your rent is $1,000, right? And you want to raise it to 1100 The market bears that out. It's worth 1100 bucks, right? And you're going to have a month's worth of vacancy, okay? So that's 1000 bucks, And then you're going to release the thing for 1100 bucks. But in addition to that, you're probably going to have to do some touch-up paint or you're going to have to paint or you're going to have to clean the carpets. You're going to have to do some things to the property to turn the property. So it's not like you're just losing a thousand bucks. You're going to lose some more money yep. making this thing ready so that you can rent it for $1,100. So the math problem is this. You're going to get an extra $100 a month for 12 months. That's what a typical lease term is. That's $1,200, right? 
So right. you can you can raise the rent a hundred dollars. That's gonna get you another twelve hundred dollars, but it's gonna cost you the thousand dollars in rent plus that you're gonna lose for the 30 days, plus it's gonna cost you whatever it's gonna to take to turn the property. So if those two numbers are equivalent and moving forward, you're gonna keep getting eleven hundred dollars, well then that's potentially a good deal. If the numbers work out in your favor um, when you do the math, well, then you should probably do it. <laughs> and it's no but if you can raise the rent $50 and your tenant stays, now all of a sudden the, the equation changes because now you're, getting, you're not getting $1,200 anymore. You're only getting $600 more. And that $600 minus the 1000 means you're losing $400 that year if you increase the rent 1100 instead of 1050. I don't know if I just lost everybody there but the, <laughs> I got it. Is, so if you're greedy, is, you could end up losing money here is what you're saying. I mean. Right. So if you get too greedy and the person goes, "Man, screw you. I'm not paying that much. I'm leaving." Right. Now you've got a vacancy. Now you're going to lose income plus you got a turn cost, right? Also you can make an extra $1200. When you could right. not be so greedy, raise the rent $50, make an additional $600 and lose $0, right? Exactly. So, yep. So you've got to be smart about this. And this is where, you know, part of where you need to trust in your property management company to tell you what the actual rent is so that, you know, what, what the rent could be so that when you make your calculations, you're making them accurate. So right. let's let's talk about that for a second, Ron. Can you uh, can we talk about like how do you go about figuring out what the market rents are? What's some of the best ways to do that? So there's several different sites that you can go to where they have different rents that you can you can pull comps, but your property manager can do the same thing for you, and then you don't have to do it for yourself. They can pull comps yeah. uh, in your area, and they can also pull comps uh, in most of the marketplaces. They can pull comps off of the multiple listing service too. So they have an additional one that you actually can't access. They should be pulling comps from all these different places. In addition to that, the thing that they have that you don't have is they're constantly in the market renting these properties. And they know the neighborhoods. Because you can comp a place and, you know, if you go one way, I don't know, 10 blocks, and you go the other way, 10 blocks, well, the prices could be drastically different vastly different neighborhoods right depending on the marketplace so it's really important that you have somebody locally that you can that you can trust now i'm always a fan of trust but verify so if you get some numbers well you can check them on your own or you can call around and see what other people think about the price um and if they're all within the same general um amount you know like 25 50 dollars a piece spread unless there's some kind of a significant difference, then I would trust, unless you have another reason not to trust them, I would trust your property management company, right? All right, let's just say you're crazy and don't have property management. No offense to, you know, those there's people. There's a 12-step program for you. <laughs> Go back a few episodes where we talked about that. But yes, okay. Oh, so if you're so I actually, sorry, real quick. I had a guy come out. So a golf ball broke one of my windows in my new house the second week I was there. Awesome. Uh, that's what I have to pay for that view. But um, I had a guy come out and do a quote on the window. And he started telling me about how he owned a bunch of properties out in Rose Park, which is not a great part of Utah. <laughs> uh, and how he absolutely loved managing them himself. He loved it. He just 
he was great calling up those tenants. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I actually met one of these people that we've heard about. So I met him yeah. in person. I mean, they listen, they exist. It's not like Bigfoot. <laughs> so I know you're There's actually people who like this stuff and you can meet them in yeah. person wow. in their own habitat. You can meet them. But, but he was selling windows. So I'm not sure how well his properties were doing, but uh, anyway, so what do you do if you own your own properties, you're managing them yourself and you, uh, you're trying to figure out what the market rent is? Man, um, if, if you own properties, you're managing them your, yourself and you don't know how to determine what the rents are, <laughs> I'm just going to... Oh, come on. There's got to be somebody out there. I'm know? just going to state again that you probably shouldn't <laughs> be managing them if you don't know how to do that. I should have known that was coming. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, but... If you're Secondarily out there. to that, there are several sites. If you do a cursory Google search, you can come up with them. Um, Renometer, um, Zillow has them. Although you know you can trust Zillow, you can't really trust you those. Yeah. Um, but you should always compare like two or three different sites because then if one is completely wacky, which is probably going to be Zillow, um, then you can throw that one out and you can average them between the other ones. Yeah. Right. But, if you get some, if you if you get a whole bunch of people come to your property and everybody's putting a whole bunch of applications in, chances are your rent's too low. So I I, I told this to one of the guys who was working on my house one time. Right, so the guy was coming in working on my house, and I I constantly called him back because he's he's like half the price of everybody else, half. And I asked him one day. He came in and I said, um, "Hey man, do you ever lose a bid? Have you ever lost a bid ever?" He goes, "No, I don't lose bids." I said, um, you might want to increase your prices until you lose a bid. Why would I want to do that? I'm like, dude, cause you are, you have no idea what everybody else is charging. Right? So one of the ways is you put your market, you can, you can market your property, um, and just see what kind of activity it gets. Yeah. That's a great way. It says yeah. You have to lease it to people. <laughs> market exactly. it, see what happens. Yeah. And if there's a million people that hit it, odds are you're probably too low on your rent. I would do all of the the um, you know the research prior to doing that, but there's nothing wrong with just testing the market and seeing what happens um, with us with a particular property. Yep. But yeah, I mean, we, we if if you if you rent your house in two hours, <laughs> dude, <laughs> probably you gave some money away. Probably left some money on the table, right? Mm -hmm. You should you should have to sell a little bit to get somebody in your property. Cool. That's awesome. All right. So, you know, that's for those people that decided to manage their own property. But for everybody else, God help um, you. <laughs> yeah. The property management company really helps with this because I mean it's it's hard to go to your tenants and say, you know, we're raising rent to this, especially if they've been awesome tenants. And they've been with you for a while. It's it's one of those difficult conversations that nobody really wants to have, or most people don't. So that that buffer between you and the tenant, that property manager, is super helpful for so many reasons. But this is a huge one because they'll just do it business like. They won't be mean about it. They'll just, you know, they'll just tell them this is what we're raising it to based off the market, and send them their new you know, lease to sign and it's yeah, not I mean, a deal. If, so. listen, if you own a house in a, in a market, whatever the market is for several years, you've never raised your rent. You might want to just take a look at what the rent appreciation, you can pull rent appreciation charts off of Google as well. Just search rent appreciation and, and, and search in your marketplace. And it'll tell you, you know, it's gone up 2%, 3%, 4%. 
Yep. And if you haven't raised it for three years and it's gone up 3% every year, you know, Yikes. yeah, that's 10% and you should raise your rent. Right. Um, and that means that they can't, there's not that they can't go find something less expensive because you're under rented. Right. Right. Now there's something to be said for that. Right. If, if you, if you are just under what the market is, odds are they're not leaving unless they find somewhere to buy because they can't find anywhere as nice as your property because you're under market rent. So this is a business decision. Some people don't want any turnover ever. I would love that. Turnover is expensive. Why would you? Expensive, right? And again, it's a math problem. Mm -hmm. But if you're just under the market, and when I say just under the market, I don't mean like $200 a month. I don't mean... I don't mean some massive amount under the market. I mean, just under the market where if they actually said, hey, um, hon, our lease is coming up. We should take a look. And they look and they go, eh, everywhere is a little bit more expensive than here. And none of them are really that much nicer. Yeah. It, and then why would they want to bother moving? Because yeah, moving's so. a pain in the butt. Nobody wants you to do can. that. But people yeah. will do it once there's enough pain in the price point. Okay. Yeah. So, so this is, there's a balancing act here and you're, Again, your property management company can help you with the balancing act because yes. you don't want your tenants moving out just because, but you also don't want to leave a whole bunch of money on the table. Right. Okay? Now, that's all for a property that, uh, that you own and it's already got a tenant in place and you're, you know, the numbers look good and everything's fine. How much should I raise it a year kind of a thing, right? But what happens if you're looking at a property that's kind of torn up, it's got a tenant in place and it's way under rented, like way under rented, then what do you do? So now, I mean, I have, and, and this is something that well, there's going to be somebody listening to this who's going to say, yeah, what do you do? Because yeah, exactly. it negatively impacts people to raise rents and they have to move. And especially if you're on the lower end of the rent spectrum, right? Because then it really affects those people. They don't really have enough money to move. They don't have I mean, many of them don't have enough money barely to pay the rent. And so, you know, if you, if you increase the rents, it negatively impacts people. So if we're, if we're getting real on the show, when I buy an apartment and, and I go in and put a million dollars worth of rehab into that apartment, necessarily some people in that apartment are going to have to move and go find somewhere else to live because they're not going to be able to afford it. Right? Right. Yeah. So does that make me a bad, evil person that I'm, I'm oh. buying a place where these people have been renting and they, they necessarily need to move now? I don't know. Some people, some people say that some people say that I am <laughs> right. And some, uh, no, I, I'd say you're a business owner. So, you know, uh, and, you know, sometimes I feel really bad, but here's, here's the other thing. Uh, I was just doing due diligence on an, on an apartment building last week. And I walked through this apartment building. I literally could not believe that the people who owned it hadn't been sued. It was so bad where these people were living. And so, you know, we're going to buy that apartment building and we're going to put a couple of million dollars into it to, you know, make it a nice place and a safe place for people to live, which it is not right now. No one should live in what they are living in currently. Right. So am I a bad, horrible person? I don't know. I mean, you, I guess you could say that um, somebody who is paying 350 to $400 in rent, you know, where do they go and pay 350 to $400 in rent? I, I don't know. 
they probably should go see Section 8 and get a voucher. That's, yeah. that's what I'm guessing. They should go see Section 8 and get a voucher because at least Section 8 is going to force some responsibility uh, of the ownership where they're living in a place that they have air conditioning and they're living in a place where, you know, there aren't roaches all over the place and they're living in a place where the windows aren't broken out yeah. and are boarded up while people live in them. And I mean, you guys, you guys wouldn't even believe this, right? The sewers were backing up into the downstairs units and, and flooding wow. the floors and they would literally, they come in and then squeegee them out and mop them up and didn't fix the problem. All right, the, nobody should be living in that. I mean, man. the roofs are leaking, oh. leaking, and nobody does anything. They go in and they repaint the ceiling so it looks nice, and they don't fix the roof. So, <clears throat> so I don't know. I think you know. I think there's a misconception yeah. out there um, that people who go in and and do this and displace folks because the reality of the situation is there's going to be a lot of people in that apartment building going to be displaced. Yeah. Hopefully when they leave and we, you know, give them the address to go get a voucher from section eight, they can go find a place to live. That's actually suitable for a human being. Uh, because the place I, I walked through wasn't, and we're going to make it that way. So in order for us to do that, when we put a couple million dollars into that property, we have to raise the rents right. and the, and the, and they are way under rented and they're horribly mismanaged to, to the point where I, again, I can't believe that they haven't been sued. Uh, or at least they haven't even been on the news, right? Nobody's even called. Not that we've seen, yeah. And the only reason I can figure that they haven't is probably because some of the people who are living in the building are, you know, not the greatest of, of human beings. I'm, I'm assuming that many of them, based on some of the reports, have some trouble with the law. And they probably aren't the first people who are going to call an attorney. And they're probably the not the first people who are going to want to go get on the news either, right? So, no, no. Um, yeah. So is it is it a horrible thing to raise rent on people and they and they have to move? I, I guess it depends. You know, if you're just raising rent to raise rent, and you know a lot of people are going to have to move out, then you know maybe that that's a judgment call on you. But, yeah, yeah, we'd love to hear what you guys think. You know about this topic, and and uh, obviously the ultimate decision is up to you as the as the owner of the property. But you know you didn't buy the property um, as a charity at least most people. So yeah, like Ron said, I mean, I believe it's better to increase the quality of living for the people that can stay there. Um, and to not let people live like that. That's horrible. So it was, yeah, it was brutal. And, and you guys, we, we, I mean, if you're in the real estate business, you see that stuff all the time. Can't believe yeah. people actually live in, in certain places. In these houses. Yeah. Um, and I can't believe that they're actually, I mean, if you want to buy a place and live in it and continue to live in it like that and it's your own place, that's fine. But if there's some slumlord who has taken every cent out of a property and has never put any money into it, uh, those people I have a pretty big problem with um, because they, <laughs> they're, they're just they're just sucking money out of, out of a property and they don't fix anything for for their for their tenants. Now that said, a rant over. Raising rent is not a bad thing. This is a business. It's just, it's the same as if you run a business and someone who is working for you is just not working out. Sometimes you just got to let them go. And does that impact their life? Does it yeah. impact the livelihood that they've lost their job? Hey, I love that comparison. That's great. Yeah, yeah. it does. Yeah. But the reality of the situation is that the tenants are, quote, your employees. They're the people who are paying. They're, they're, they're the income from the generators from the business, right? And yeah. if either they can't pay or they're not paying enough, 
um, because because the business has to make a profit. Otherwise, it gets foreclosed on and, and then everybody gets kicked out. Um, yeah. You know, the, you yep. have to you have to make business. You have to make money. You have to be profitable. So please. Well, yep. you do whatever you want to do. I don't feel bad about raising rents to market rate. The market dictates what what we can get. Um, and the properties that I own are nice. Right? Yep. So I don't have any problem charging that much money. Yeah. So to recap, you know, just remember that your relationship with tenants is a business relationship. Um, and, you know, at least consider having a property management company to help you with these kind of issues so that it doesn't have to be such a headache and emotional drain on you. So, yeah, because it doesn't right. have to be at all if you let them do it. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. So <laughs> we're raising the rent of this. Would you please do that? Yes. Yeah, exactly. You don't even, you're just here if, if they accept it or not. So, yep. all right. Well, uh, that's, that's all we got to say on that. Um, we'd love to hear what you guys have to say. Please leave us a comment, reach out to us. You can go to getrealestatesuccess.com and let us know what you think. Shoot us a message, leave us a comment. You can also subscribe to our podcast. And also check out Get Real Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. So yeah. we'll see you next Raise time. Raise those rents, people. Raise those rents. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Ron. This has been the Get Real Podcast. To subscribe and for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to getrealestatesuccess.com.